Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Um, this morning, we're joined again very kindly by Alan Green. Alan, thank you very much for joining us today. Pleasure to be back, Jonathan. Um, uh, online from a, a very sunny south coast and um, hoping that this continues into the weekend. Indeed, indeed, it's it's, it's a glorious day, and I think uh, it, it will it will continue uh, through to the weekend. So very much looking forward to that. Um, but before we do start the weekend, Alan, let's let's have a wrap of this week and, and the movements yeah. uh, we've seen. There's a few stocks that we're going to touch on, but let's start off by looking at the overall markets. We've seen a very strong rally in the FTSE 100 this week. Uh, we saw it trading above 6,200. Yesterday, that's the highest level that we've seen since the uh, the March sell-off. Very much driven by travel shares, um, leisure shares as well. Sydney World um, was a riser, although it's in you know that's not in the FTSE 100, but um, it does give a representation of the companies that are moving up. What's your sort of view on this rally that's been um, driven particularly by this sector, Alan? Do you think this is something that can last, or do you think it's a uh, sort of flash-in-the-pan relief rally um, that may be faded into? Well, I think what we're seeing, John, we're just seeing the – we've seen this rally and obviously the pushback above 6,000 uh, from the FTSE 100s. Um, and, of course, uh, um, every time that there is a rally, it pushes a bit higher and then, and then pulls back a bit. So we're probably consolidating around this level now. But as we said earlier in the week, of course, the uh, – the drivers this week have very much been the the leisure shares, the airline shares in particular. I mean, uh, you know, uh, EasyJet shares started off the week at five pound fifty a share, and they and they touched out at a high of um, of of six hundred seven hundred or seven pound sixty rather um, yesterday. So um, really strong week from them. But of course, I think now, as often happens on a Friday, there's a bit of profit taking on the week and um, and. Um, you know where we go next week. Of course, it, it, it's hard, it's hard to say. But but we have this back to work now. We've got um, we're, we're starting to see a semblance of normality return. But of course, let's not forget. You know, every day people are still dying from this this dreadful disease, and um, uh, there are pharmaceutical and biotech companies working around the clock to try and find a solution to this. So of course, once we have a vaccine in place, then really I think we should return to normal fairly quickly, albeit the market will have to factor in the damage that's been done to the to the to to industry in the meantime. I I'd have to agree there, Alan. I, I think that uh, the market do realise that there is a lot going on um, in the medical world that you know it may not produce any results immediately, but it's something that will. Um, have some results at some point whether they find a, a vaccine that remains to be seen um but of course you know any uh, medical trials that are going forward um there's likely to be some sort of treatment at some point whether it completely eradicates it um that's that's a question that we'll have to revisit at some point but i think the medical side of things is very much going to be the uh, the driver in, uh, in in markets here, and obviously the, the human side of it as well. That's the most important um, element there, the, the medical side. Um, so in the meantime, I think we're probably going to see markets climb a climb a wall of worry as we as we uh, yes, yes, indeed. 
that's it. There's a lot of concerns. Of course, there's concerns around China um, that, that are coming um, um, coming in the headlines at the moment with um, the moves that they're making in Hong Kong. That is a concern. And if there's going to be any reaction and what the reaction will be. Um, but I think that's that's a story that, that's going to be sort of dominating probably over the weekend. But we'll start to see quieting down at next week. Um, but as I mentioned at the beginning, Alan, there's a there's a few companies uh, that we're going to discuss, and and the first one is a interesting gold company. Now, they're one of the most successful companies of 2020 so far has been a company called Greatland Gold. Um, now, they found success in um, at the Australian region, the Western Australian region. Um, you know, it was a prospect that was probably overlooked. Um, during a prior uh, boom in activity in the gold market there. And there's a company that we're looking at which has a similar setup. Um, they're not operating in Australia. They're operating in Nevada. Um, and that's where 78% of US gold comes from. That equates to about 5% of uh, the world's gold production. And that's tertiary minerals, Alan. What have they released today and what could that mean for them going forwards? Well, uh, tertiary minerals, um, uh, John, are, are, are trading on a tiny market cap. They're worth worth two to three million pounds. And before we look at the at the developments in Nevada, I just want to sort of uh, remind uh, listeners of the of the uh, uh, um, the other assets they they hold. They um, they were originally a company, um, the only AIM listed company or London, in fact, London trading company trading in fluorspar. And fluorspar is a critical mineral used in production of steel, optics, and uh, numerous other applications. And they have assets, uh, they have a, a big uh, uh, fluorspar asset in Nevada already. They also have one in Sweden and in Denmark. But uh, in order, because of a fairly benign global market in fluorspar, the company made a move uh, uh, a, a couple of years ago, to to move into into gold and other metals to try and accelerate the growth of the business. So um, they have the Paymaster uh, uh, Gold Project, uh, sorry, the, the Paymaster Polymetallic Project, and the Pyramid Gold Project in Nevada, which, as you rightly say, is one of the world's top producing uh, uh, um, gold regions. Um, and the the Pyramid Project is located in the Walker Lane Gold Belt, which is uh, you know, just justifiably famous for its gold production. Um, so they uh, they, they uh, undertook an initial drill. Uh, the re- the results were released uh, a, a week or so ago. Um, they weren't uh, weren't as good as as they'd hoped for, but nonetheless, there was gold bearing. There were gold bearing deposits in the core sample, and uh, it, it, certainly enough to to justify. Um, continuing with, with with the drilling campaign. But this morning, the company have announced uh, three new projects. They've stated a claim to three new projects. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I love the names of these. Uh, you've got the Pegleg Copper, Silver, Lead and Zinc project, which obviously is going to be similar to the Paymaster Polymetallic project, um, the Mount Tobin Silver Prospect, and the Lucky Copper Prospect um, and the the, uh, the chairman of the company, Patrick Cheatham, said this morning that the projects have been generated at a very low cost, uh, very low material cost to the company, 
and also they can be advanced very quickly to drill stage and and then beyond. So, um, what I like is 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 with tertiary, it's not it's not a one a one trick pony. You've got you've got the, the company now owns a raft of projects in the region, um, and behind the scenes they also own the fluos the fluospar assets too. And obviously, any movement with any one of these or any significant development from any one of these is going to have a probably a disproportionate effect on the share price, given the fact that the market cap is so low. So um, as with a lot of these a lot of these uh, small mining companies, um, if you're able to get in at this level, then uh, don't expect um, a result and a, a movement immediately. But it's the sort of thing that can really literally explode into life if there is a decent find, if the drilling results are very positive um, and, and so on. Also bear in mind that um, the gold price is very strong at the moment, and um, given that, uh, given all the problems that are being that uh, we've seen uh, with COVID nineteen, the impact on industry, there's going to be a lot of money printing uh, uh, taking place, which is going to devalue currency, and of course that uh, in turn will make gold the safe haven asset again, increase demand for it, and that will have a knock-on effect and a readover into the small cap gold mining sector. Indeed, indeed. So I think the key with this one is diversification of assets that it has. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's definitely not a pure play uh, or a pure gold play uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But they you know, obviously the regional focus there is obviously one of their strengths because they can focus their um, resources and um, you know the operations in one area, looking at different um, geological structures within that area. So that's that's going to be one that I do think um, has probably got, as you said, um, some time to come to fruition. However, as we've seen in the past, these shares with exciting prospects um, can languish for some time before we start to see uh, um, some sharp movements up. So definitely uh, one to keep a close eye on. And there in tertiary minerals. So staying in the um, mining sector, Alan, there's one that's that's looking at a slightly different application in their minerals, um, and this is Cadence, and they're focusing on the power side of things and the minerals to provide um, energy and, and components for energy going forward. And they've also had some interesting updates today. And what do they look like? Well, uh, uh, there's 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 no release as such. From uh, there are several releases uh, over the past twenty four hours for Cadence in regard to some of the uh, investee companies. The so Bacchanal Lithium put out a, a a project update on the Sonora Lithium project, and Cadence has a joint venture on the Mexilit and Megalit. Uh, 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 projects there in the Sonora region. Um, also, yesterday with uh, with MacArthur Minerals, in which it has a stake, the com- uh, MacArthur announced a development with uh, a partner company that had raised seven million dollars to uh, to put into developing assets owned by MacArthur. So, um, all of that, of course, is a very a very positive readover for the the Cane share price. Um, but uh, Obviously, uh, uh, with Cadence itself, the it has a number of projects. Uh, just touching again on lithium, the company uh, Cadence has owned sixteen percent of European Metals Holdings. That's EMH, um, and of course, the European Metals Holdings uh, 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 jointly own the Sinovec lithium project, 
Uh, they jointly own it with the Eastern Utility Giant CEZ, and it's set to become a major a major supplier to the uh, EV and battery industry, uh, both in the region and further afield. And of course, we've got all the, uh, the all the German car manufacturers, Volkswagen, uh, Skoda. Uh, BMW and uh, Volvo in Sweden, the other manufacturers there. So it's very much set to be a hub to supply to supply the EV industry going forward. Um, and as I say, Cadence has a stake in that. But Cadence, the, their flagship project is in fact in iron ore. Um, and they have been working since September 2018 on developing the Amapa iron ore project in, in Brazil. And due to a squeeze in the iron ore price the the iron ore price is currently touching around a hundred dollars a ton which is which is you know a substantial advance on the 60 to 70 dollars a ton it was a few months ago um but uh the amapa iron ore mine was formerly owned by anglo-american in 2012 and anglo-american valued amapa at 600 million dollars um in short, um, the, the mine went into administration and Cadence has bought the uh, holding company, Dev, um, and uh, the, the owner of the Amapa project. And once the project, um, once the uh, creditors have reached uh, a settlement, which uh, they're very close to doing, Cadence will own 27% of the Amapa project uh, with an option to go up to 49%. And this is all with the company owning all the assets I've just discussed, um, um, valued at uh, six to seven million sterling, um, 27% of a mine that was worth 600 million in 2012. And obviously with the iron ore price now, um, they, are, they have a, a, uh, some iron ore tailings to sell, which are on the, at the port at Santana in Brazil, um, which is wholly owned by um wholly owned by by the uh by by, by uh, uh dev the uh company owned by cadence and um it's going to be it's going to be absolutely transformational for the company once this once this uh, event takes place um literally it i mean I, I believe the company could be the proverbial ten bagger it could it could really go from there because um even even at ten bag level it still barely reflects the uh, the cross section of uh, investments the company holds, and of course the 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 Amaparan or mine too. The, um, the chief exec uh, uh, Kira Mazaria has said that uh, once the company is up, once the mine is up and running again, they expect EBITDA of one hundred thirty six dollars per annum, based on a conservative iron ore price of sixty one dollars a ton. So. Clearly, in a couple of years, once they start producing, it could go back to that level. But certainly, if it's uh, if it's around a hundred dollars as it is now, that's going to that's going to reflect a very uh, well what should be a significant um, company changing uplift in the share price. So, and the, the share price has fallen back from about ten p um, mm. down to about five p. Mm. What should investors be looking for for the next catalyst obviously there's been a number of announcements over the last couple of days um in terms of sort of new projects they're looking at but what what's going to be um the sort of trigger to really get the shares moving back up to where they were before what's the sort of next sort of news flow that investors could expect okay so uh, it's it's going to be based around a mapper um and could potentially be based around developments with sinovec as well um, and of course, uh, MacArthur Minerals. Uh, not to forget the other 
the range of other lithium investments that Cadence has, but those very much are on longer term. But the trigger, in my view, is going to be around a mapper. And there were a sequence of events uh, that were expected um, that have uh, all of which have taken place apart from one. The first was the was uh, the release or, or the um, the license to use the railway to uh, to to ship iron ore from the mine to the port at Santana. That's been granted. The second one was the uh, authorization to ship the iron ore tailings, which they have now received. <clears throat> so um, so once those iron ore tailings are shipped, obviously uh, they will earn money from that. The money will be used to 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 pay the creditors and will also be used uh, um, uh, to to recommission the Amapa mine. Um, once the um, the the final the the final piece of the jigsaw is agreement with the creditors, and um, given that the shipping is due to take place uh, at the beginning of quarter three, um, I would expect probably. Uh, in a couple of months' time, we will see agreement with the creditors uh, take place. Um, at which point, um, uh, Cadence owns owns twenty seven percent of a mapper. Um, so you can do the math whichever way you like around that, but uh, make your judgment then based on the the price of iron ore and obviously the book value that um, Anglo American had placed on the mapper mine um, back in two thousand twelve. Okay, so there, you know there are a potential. There's a few potential catalysts there, so definitely a stock to keep a, to keep a close eye on. Indeed, there. indeed. That one. I'm sure we'll be discussing that one as soon as there's some uh, some more information on them. So to to finish off, Alan, there's a company which I think we have touched on previously, but they have had a very interesting announcement, and it relates to COVID nineteen. Now, of course. This week, we've had the announcement from the government on their tracking and tracing program, um, which seems to have shifted away from this app-based uh, technology towards a, a sort of a tele-based um, or a telephone-based um, contacting system. Um, however, there's a company um, which is actually sort of reverting back to the more technological side of things, but as opposed to... Uh, you know, applying it to the um, the whole population, it looks like it's going to be sort of very much work based, um, which could be quite interesting if there's um, you know a business perspective to this to get people back to work. This is um, Katena Innovation, Alan. What can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the announcement today that we've had from them? Yes, of course. Um, Katnai Katnai Innovation CTEAE is the epic code. Um, this company. Um, uh, uses blockchain-based technology. In fact, the chief technology officer, Alan Simpson, was the founder of the BBC iPlayer. He founded and launched the BBC iPlayer. So he's uh, he's very much uh, you know uh, deep technology. And they've developed they've developed um, a number of blockchain-based uh, 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 products which uh, create an, an immutable record-keeping uh, uh, service. Um, so, um, based on the based on the COVID crisis, um, Kat and I looked at what they had, and um, uh, some new investors came in early earlier in the well a couple of months ago, and uh, funded the company uh, to take the company in a new direction. And um, the w- one of the elements of of this new direction was to develop this Cove ID app, which is 
which uh, could have a multitude of applications, but um, basically it's a compliant, a GDPR compliant identity documentation exchange system to record an individual's COVID-19 test status, um, which can then be marketed out, used as identification, and just basically will speed up the process of knowing whether an individual has had has had COVID, has uh, had the symptoms of COVID um, or not. Um, now, the, the company, again, it's a tiny company, tiny market cap, uh, currently around uh, 3 million sterling. Um, and of course, uh, the, the, the big step forward today, and the shares have jumped uh, substantially today on the news, is that they've, um, they've, uh, th- they've launched their first pilot scheme with Newcastle Premier Health. Um, and their Newcastle Premier Health are piloting the app technology to its employees uh, as part of the safe return to work process. Um, once the uh, provided the testing is successful, they're going to roll that out to, um, to, to other businesses and organisations in the coming weeks as restrictions uh, begin to ease. But this is a very exciting development for a, a tiny technology company and something that, you know, if it works here, it could, it could, it could deliver very rapid exponential growth. Indeed. So it's, it's very much one of these companies at, at uh, driving uh, the push to get back to work. And I think that's what a lot of the emphasis is going to be on um, now in the technology side of things, especially in the next couple of months. I mean, I think the the NHS has obviously done a sterling job in bringing the, uh, the infections under control to some extent. So now it's um, obviously the shift is towards getting back to some normal life. And I think this is a company, um, one of many companies that we've discussed on the podcast that are involved in that push. So um, I think we'll be discussing probably this company again and similar companies in the very near future. Yep, very much so. Very much so. So, Alan, thank you very much for joining us again and enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Jonathan. You too.